Welcome to Change One Page, a screenwriting rewriting podcast. I'm your host, Dashiell Driscoll. Today, I am joined by Emmy Award-winning comedy writer, Sam Fischel. Hello, Dashiell. Hello, Sam. Oh, yes. That intro makes it sound like I won an Emmy for writing, which I did not. Uh, no, but, but you are, an, but it's an accurate introduction. Yes. If there's a comma in between Emmy Award winning and then writer, then it is, it is not a lie. Let's try it one more time. Great. Emmy Award winning writer Sam Fischel. Yeah, that also does not make grammatical sense now that I hear it out loud, but yeah. I will take it. Thank Emmy you so Award much. winner Sam Fischel, who is also a writer. Thank you so much, Dashiell. It's such a good, it's so nice to be here, you know. That's going to cost you some work if you keep introducing <laughs> yourself like that. Yeah, that's uh, one of the reasons, uh, yeah. That's, things that's, are going great. That's one of the reasons we're both our schedules are so open <laughs> <laughs> to do, to do this today. Uh, Sam, thank you so much for for joining me. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, which fifty fifty shocks, this is only episode two. Uh, the way this works is Sam picked something, either a episode of television or a film that we would each change one page of. Sam, what did you pick today? Uh, I picked the television show Mad Men. Correct. And uh, Mad Men, I should say, is is one of my favorite shows. Maybe is my favorite show. Um, I've seen every episode um, a, a couple times, and um, I just sort of am always kind of thinking about Mad Men a little bit. Uh, and it was a real thrill to sort of uh, use this podcast as an excuse to go back and watch uh, an episode of Mad Men. Basically, I also rewatched an episode of Mad Men. Uh, this one, which is, by the way, Sam, which episode? Uh, this is uh, this is the Wheel, which is the season one finale of Mad Men. Right, episode thirteen. Yes. Which did they always do thirteen a season? Was that well? Things got a little tricky as uh, as the show progressed because they started doing like mini seasons, basically, mm. to give Matthew Weiner like more time, I guess. So there would be like season six A, which which would be like six episodes and then they would go on hiatus for like a while and then they would come back and they would do the rest of season of what was technically season six but there was enough gap where it was like is this season set like it was a little confusing as a viewer i remember yeah um, amc would later make that the norm yes. so now walking dead does that breaking bad did that in their final season some might say it's a way to balance ad revenues between quarters with it, a successful show it's very possible and i think also it, it was like you know Mad Men is this sort of line of demarcation where all of a sudden we're in sort of like peak prestige TV. So there was this sort of pivot, I think, with Mad Men of like, we're going to do a full season of like 23 episodes, which was like the standard or whatever. And then it slowly became like, let's just really put a lot of money into a shorter season and give Matthew Weiner like two years to think about it. Um, which, you know, is is good because the episodes are really good. But I remember being very frustrating as a fan of Mad Men just waiting for it to come back. Yeah, I I did not finish Mad Men, but mm -hmm. I was a fan briefly. Sure. And I became a fan, I want to say around season three, and I watched like all of it. Yes. And it was my first real binge experience and I got so crazy depressed <laughs> yes. because this show, which I re remembered watching the episode you picked, The Wheel, mm -hmm. huge bummer. The, the show, huge bummer. The show is nothing but a, like a never end, like just one episode brought me right back. And I was like, oh, right. That's why I put this down. Like yes. it is, it was actually like a cloud of darkness that I, I thrust myself into for hours a night. And felt the the very real results. Yeah, I watched a lot of the show when I was in college um, because my roommate uh, Alex Jacobs. I'll give him a shout out. Shout um, out, Alex the, Jacobs, the original uh, Mad Men fan in my life. 
uh, basically convinced me that it was the best show on television. Um, and and the, and to prove that, we just started watching Mad Men. And the way that we watched Mad Men was we would wake up. It was college, so like sure. two, 2 p.m. maybe. Good times. And uh, we, would, we would roll out of bed. We would just inhale, I don't know, 13 hours of Mad Men in a row while sort of drinking like playing our own sort of unspoken drinking game mm. of like whenever they would drink we would take a sip of our tecate or whatever right and so by the end of the night we would be very drunk and very sad uh and just talk about Mad Men. it sounds like i mean you know sounds like a good time honestly Look, you, you had you, you had someone else with you on the journey i was yes. just alone watching Mad Men. yeah when when people say college was the best years of your life what in my experience what that meant was watching Mad Men in a disgusting apartment uh, for just the whole day, like like not being able to tell you what the weather was like outside because I just never went outside. Simpler times. Simpler times. Uh, so we talked about this ahead of time, and we are going to read your changed page first. Great. We have real paper in mm-hmm. front of us, something I made note of last time. I just love holding the actual paper. It's, it's more fun than a phone. You know, screen. it's like, yeah, it it feels real. It feels, you know, in in the spirit of Mad Men, which is about sort of like a bygone era, mm-hmm. maybe maybe printing words on a page feels quaint, but I think it's appropriate for, for this show specifically. Right, you know? it is called Change One Page, not Change One Screen. Change One Page in a PDF. Yeah, it's not, it's simply not the same. So uh, do you know roughly, I probably should have given you a heads up on this, roughly when in the episode does your yeah age sure take place? I, I can sort of i can sort of set this up which is so the the wheel um as an episode the the title refers to this sort of big pitch that is sort of like the culminating pitch in the episode and the culminating pitch of the season which is that uh, uh sterling cooper the advertising agency that don works at is trying to woo kodak uh, which would be a big client for them and kodak has sort of introduced this new slide projector uh, that is sort of wheel shaped, uh, and and they really want to work in the the title the wheel into this sort of like pitch. Uh, this whole episode is is Don sort of agonizing over what this pitch should look like. Meanwhile, his marriage is falling apart, uh, which is you know is sort of constantly happening, but is really coming to a head uh, in this episode. And so, amidst all this sort of personal turmoil, Don you know, retreats into the one thing that he has always had, which is his work. Um, and, uh, and, and we sort of find ourselves towards the end of this episode uh, in the Sterling Cooper conference room with Don about to give the pitch of his life. So let's just ballpark it and say, page 36 sure. in a 42 minute. Let, I mean, yeah, give, I let, like, give or take. Yeah, I, there is a script. I did find a script of this episode oh, wow. floating around um, that, that was not exactly right, but was probably the shooting draft. And I don't remember what page this was, but but you're you're about right, I think. Let's call it page thirty six. Great. Uh, okay. Uh, would you like to read stage direction? Uh, I would actually like to read Don, if that's okay. Sure. Um, would you mind reading stage directions and um, duck? No problem. Interior: Sterling Cooper conference room. The projector is set up in the conference room. Don and Salvatore are waiting. The door opens. Duck enters with Joe Harriman and Lynn Taylor from Kodak. Fellas, this is Don Draper, Sterling Cooper's best and brightest. He's been hard at work on your campaign. They all sit down. Take it away, Don. Don stands up. He takes a deep drag from his cigarette. Uh, okay. Okay, so, um... Uh, sorry, let me just... Okay. So, slide projectors. 
Right. Okay. So, okay. Okay. So the, okay. So the first thing about, about advertising that you simp, that you simply gotta know is, um, well, okay. So let's start with a question. What? Okay. Like, okay. So simply what, um, Dom pulls out some note cards from the pocket of his extremely cool suit and shuffles through them. His hands are shaking. Who boy. Okay. Oh fuck. Okay, man. I am truly sweating an insane amount right now. Who boy. Uh, okay. Um, damn. He drops his note cards. Damn. Whoopsie. That's a big whoopsie from old Don over here. Okay. So, okay. Let's get back to, okay. So your product is a slot. Uh, it's a slide projector. And the main thing about that, which I personally find to be neat is, um, oh boy. Okay. Does anybody potentially maybe have a glass of orange juice? Because I just sort of feel like that would be helpful to me in, in this moment. Um, and okay. It would appear. Yes. It, it would appear that I have simply crapped my pants. Don sits down, ashamed. The Kodak rep stare at him, aghast. Good luck at your next meeting, fellas. Wow. And that's the page. That's a very different page. So, okay, so the basic premise of this page is that Don is bad at pitching. Something and, he's been very good at up until this point. Well, okay, so here's the thing. Or has so, he, has he? We've seen him pitch it in We've seen one. him pitch. He does a lucky strike pitch, yeah. and, and it is good. Um, and, you know, it's like, uh, I will say, though, that, that this is considered to be, in, in, in all of Mad Men, sort of like the single greatest pitch that he pulls off. It, it is, in, in real Mad Men, uh, it is, people are weeping. People are, like, losing their mind. They immediately get Kodak. Um, and Don is sort of, like, reaffirmed as this sort of, like, man who can do, like, no wrong uh, in advertising. Yeah, Rich O'Toole's character, he, like, gets up and runs out crying. Yes. his marriage is... Because his marriage shitter. is falling apart. Yeah. Uh, uh, Don is also... Uh, as his marriage is falling apart, he is cycling through photos of his family and of his wife, and right. it's like extremely powerful. And this moment in Mad Men is sort of just like considered to be like this is this is the pitch, you know. If you want to like see what why Mad Men is great, you watch this. Um, and and my change supposes <laughs> a world in which um, Don is full of bravado, and he is he is very he's a swaggering man. Um, but when push comes to shove, he just fucks up. He just like fucks up this pitch, right? Could not go worse. Could not go worse. He craps his pants. Yeah. Um, and so we can did talk. They say, did they say crap at that time? Is that, is that time period accurate? Yeah. So, um, I don't know. Me neither. Um, and so that would be sort of like interesting. I know? took a few liberties with language too, that I was yeah. not certain of about the time period. I mean, certainly, uh, yeah, certainly that would maybe suggest other parts of Don's character, uh, that like he's a time traveler or something, which was not my intention, totally. but could be interesting. Yeah. Um, could be. Yeah. So, so here's, here's two sort of theories for how this would affect the show, right? I don't know if you're allowed to do this, but if this page were in the show, mm -hmm. then then what I would say to make this clean is that it would have an effect also on what came prior, and it would mean that like the logic would be that the lucky strike pitch is also bad, I guess, or we don't see it. Because um, I, when researching it, in my mind, I was like, oh, this is his first pitch, but it's actually not the lucky strike one. We're a little bit in the weeds, but whatever. That's okay. It could have, you know, this the the impent like. The compounding pressure of job and marriage yes. could kind of be, it could make him crack. Yes. So, so in in some way or another, he he cracks. 
Um, and so what the show then becomes about is about a man, uh, Don Draper, who, who is very handsome um, and very charismatic with the ladies uh, and is simply terrible at his job. And so the second season is him basically just getting bullied. Like he goes to work and he just gets like made fun of. Like they basically are just like, you crapped your pants in front of Kodak. <laughs> and that is funny to us because it because it is. It's super. It's one of the funniest things that can happen to someone else. Absolutely. And uh, he becomes like a real whipping boy. Um, you know, this this sort of thing that is able to sustain his marriage, which is that he has a place to escape, uh, you know, a place where he has purpose, which is his office, that doesn't exist anymore. So his marriage just immediately falls apart. There's also this sort of underlying mystery of the first couple seasons of Mad Men, which is like Don Draper is Dick Whitman, and what does that mean? Um, nobody cares about that anymore right. because it, it, there's this sort of like maybe reveal that his name is Dick Whitman, and they're like, whatever, man, you once again simply crapped your pants in front of Kodak. <laughs> you can call yourself whatever you want. Yeah. Um, and so in the middle of season two, Don just quits because he can't take it anymore. Um and the show becomes about Don sort of trying to build his way back up into mm. advertising by having a series of advertising adjacent jobs. Like he works at the front desk of like a used car place. Uh, you know, he sort of like is climbing. And then meanwhile, back at Sterling Cooper, um, the show's just about Peggy fully. It is Peggy's show. She gets to do all the sort of like Don beats. She's extremely good at her job. That doesn't change. She doesn't crap her pants. You know what, though? Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry to, sorry to stop you right there. But no, I was, I was just thinking. So after Don delivers this in the, in the real Mad Men, like yeah, I was yeah. saying real. Yeah. In the one that was on television yeah. that is also fake, but Damn. real but in the Mad Men world. I see where you're going. Say what you're going to say and so then let's talk about Don it. Don comes in after this killer pitch. Yes. And Pete uh, is all stoked that his... Uh, father-in-law like brought him the Clearasil campaign. Yes, John promotes Peggy. Yes, in that moment. So it's really only the to, to be the junior writer on the Clearasil campaign. Something Pete yes. uh, objects to, as he doesn't even realize he has a love child with this lady. That's about to happen in page thirty-eight. Yeah. Uh, but so without Don delivering this pitch, Peggy is kind of stuck at Sterling Cooper. She she needs him to to level up. You know what? You're absolutely right. So let me rephrase what I said. Please, yeah. Or do you have to rephrase it? Just that's just something to chew on. No, no, no. Let me let me chew on it for a minute. Okay, I've digested it. So Peggy quits also because without Don to sort of be her champion, she's sort of uh, stuck in this like role of being a secretary, uh, despite the fact that she's super talented. And unfortunately, in this world, takes a gatekeeper like Don to be able to, uh, you know, to to open that door for her. So she also quits. So the show, Mad Men, becomes about Pete Campbell. Wow. And Pete Campbell does just takes the bull by the horns with this Clear Soul campaign. And the show, as a result, becomes insufferable um, because uh, Pete sucks. Yeah, he's um, the worst. He is the worst. Um, and so, so we're watching Pete sort of run Sterling Cooper into the ground, basically, while we are watching Don attempt to, you know, claw back and regain some of his like remaining dignity um how's don's marriage doing in this it falls it is, it's gone. completely yeah. fucked yeah so he so so 
Betty leaves him, obviously. Um, and then uh, whereas he used to sort of maybe be able to sort of pick up women, he has a whole second marriage. I don't know if you got that far in the show um, uh, to Megan. I vaguely remember that in my, I think that was where my like sea of depression was sure. really really coming to a head. <laughs> he basically ends up, uh, he, he ends up marrying his secretary, huh. a secretary that's introduced later in the show. Um, that obviously cannot happen because he does not work at Stuart and Cooper anymore. Right. Um, and, and furthermore, this sort of, um, you know, crapping his pants incident um, really affects his confidence in other fields, specifically with the ladies. Yeah. So anytime we check in with Don, he's just like fumbling through a pickup line at a bar or he is trying to sell like a, you know, maybe there's some like dramatic irony where he's trying to sell a Jaguar, which is an account that they get in season five, I think. Um, but he just can't because he has this problem where he just can't pitch you know yeah and they kind of established that like they they hint at it when uh betty draper's friend in this episode comes over to like like my husband's cheating yeah i came to ask your advice and betty's like why me yeah they kind of allude to and just say outright several times like people back then would just gossip their heads off there was not a whole lot there wasn't twitter there wasn't a whole lot of shit to do no xbox oh yeah so you would just run your mouth about anything you knew so word would get around all of the tri-state area immediately. Of course. That this handsome man who previously was cheating on his wife like crazy. Yes. Shit his pants. And successfully. Yes. And and, <laughs> and this is the scarlet letter that yeah. Don Draper must wear now. Yeah. It would be the most shameful thing. Because even then, it seems like everyone knew about the cheating. Yeah. And I would say a good amount of people in the show was like, oh, it's pretty cool. Don Don Draper, the, the cheater. Yeah. The guy who just bangs anything. Yeah, because because the implication is that he's extremely good at sex also. And I just can't it's, see. It's a total out. Like they yeah. say it several. It's like it's insane that this is his life. Yes. Uh, and, you know, and, and he, it can all go away in one page. Yeah. And and, and, and it has now. And, and as a result. <laughs> so, OK, so here's here's what I sort of see happening. To, to track the arc to the end of the show. Yeah, please. So Pete Campbell is running Sterling Cooper at this point. There's a whole plot point where they get bought out by like a, a sort of British um, advertising agency. And in Real Mad Men, this happens for a little bit. And then um, and then Don Draper kind of stages a coup that allows them to kind of regain their autonomy. Uh, Pete Campbell just simply goes along with them getting be- bought by this British conglomerate. And so, and so again, Pete sucks. Sterling Cooper sucks. <laughs> Don is incrementally over the course of, of seven Emmy award winning seasons um, is just trying his best to get back into that Sterling Cooper conference room. And finally he does. Finally, he is able to regain some confidence. Uh, he's able to stop crapping his pants when he's having a normal conversation. And the last episode of Mad Men, of the yeah. whole show, the last scene, is he's back at Sterling Cooper, or now uh, Campbell, Sterling, Cooper, you know, whatever it's called. Something now. awful, yeah, Pete's Place. Pete's Place. He's, he's hanging out at Pete's Place, and he's in that same conference room. The, the office has changed, but the conference room is the same. And Don Draper is finally, he's finally got the shot again. He's about to do a pitch for some, you know, for whatever, for some 70s company. Let's say it's bell bottom bell bottoms you know for bell bottoms for yeah. bell bottoms the thing sold themselves he yeah. should be fine <laughs> um yeah well that's what that's what you think as a as a consumer right, but what yeah. you don't know is that there's an advertising a, lot of a madman work. pulling the strings behind yeah the bell bottoms don't just yeah. happen You're, that's that's very true yeah and the and the camera's on him um he, he gets the little intro and he stands up 
and and it's close on his throat and he and he takes a gulp um, and it's close on his eyes and you can see that he's kind of like blinking a little bit and then the second he opens his mouth we cut to black and that's the end of the show so kind of a sopranos yeah so what you, really happened so, so the, the question you're asking yourself as as it cuts to black is did he deliver the pitch that he always wanted to and knock him out wow. or did he simply crap his pants again I'm going to say he crapped his pants again. It's almost certain that he crapped his pants again. Yeah. I, I love that. Also, I just before I forget, yeah. uh, when on your page, he calls for a, a sip of orange juice yeah. for his throat. Mm-hmm. Uh, having just seen this episode like uh, two hours ago. Yeah, sure. Uh, Peggy has an interaction with someone they hired to do an advertisement in the vocal booth. Yeah. And she's like, I need some pineapple juice. Yeah. Which I thought was such a specific... I thought that was such a specific request. Yeah. Uh, but do, do, is that a thing? Do people need juice for their throat? You know, when I was writing it, I, I was looking f- I was looking at it from the perspective of what would be the silliest thing for him to request. Um, that, it's pretty silly. That clearly they wouldn't have in a conference room. Um, but but now that I think about it, because I did rewatch that episode, maybe the fact that, that Peggy was you know, requesting some pineapple juice had something to do with it. It was a little, it was just kind of the juice thing was like yeah. in your, in your brain. Um, and, uh, and I did in, in my first draft of this have, have a whole bit where he requests orange juice and then he just sort of points at people individually and was like, do you have the orange juice? Do you have the orange juice? It went way over a page. So I had to cut it. I, I ran into some similar problems. Yeah. Did you, was that the only thing you had to, to part with when you were trying to shave it down to a page? Uh, no, I had a bit where uh, not a bit, sorry, this is very serious. I had a part of the canonical script Mm -hmm. um, where he starts um, trying to show photos on the slide projector and and they are accidentally somehow all photos of him jacking off. Um, (laughs) And I almost I kid you not, I almost wrote a version of this where he gets in the middle of his slides and it's a it's a series of whoops how did that get there that, that's just two great minds having yeah. perfect synchronicity yeah two smart um, people <laughs> two, two smart comedy writers um <laughs> but uh but you know it's like it, it seems like a missed opportunity to not show some slides um so maybe maybe you can just picture that happening as in the background for I all did we wa- know if he didn't if he didn't shit his pants the, those slides might still be they there. might be locked and loaded <laughs> yeah, he, he might have really Flub this one. That's true, but but I wanted to honor this podcast and honor this premise by by not going a a a, a word over one page. I know? so appreciate the honor uh, and thank you on on episode two. Thank you for giving this podcast the honor uh, it certainly deserves. Of course. Uh, and with that, Sam, uh, let's get into my page. Oh, I'm so excited. Uh, I changed page twenty three. Okay. Again, this is ballparking it here, but it was about twenty three yeah, minutes yeah. in. So this is mid-conversation of Don is on the phone with the hotel clerk, Uh uh, who, uh, I I see you reading, just... Oh, sorry, sorry, (laughs) sorry, 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 Yeah, yeah, no, it's all right. I want it to be fresh. Okay, got it, I want it to be fresh on the page. I saw one word. That's that's already too much. So (laughs) Don's on the phone. Don calls the hotel clerk. Yeah. He has an estranged brother. Yeah. Uh... I, I forgot about the whole thing where he essentially assumed someone's identity in the Korean War. Is that? Yeah, it, it's it's a little complicated, but the Cliff Notes version is that yeah, he went off to war. Yeah, he um, you know, was just like some some guy named Dick Whitman. Mm-hmm. Um, a guy named Don Draper was was killed. He he went back home and and sort of as a way of starting a new life, assumed his name, assumed his identity, uh, became very close with um with that man's wife. Um, who who was aware of what he was doing, yeah. and she's sort of a um, 
a through line in the show. Hmm. Um, but as a result of stealing this identity sort of completely abandons this old life and this old family that he had. And this old brother who shows up, this is also another scene that I like super stuck with me as being like, dear God, this show. Yeah. Uh, the brother shows up and tries to be like, I want in on your life. He's yes. not really outright, if I'm, unless I'm misremembering. Didn't seem like he's being like, Don, I need money. It's like, Don, you're my brother. Yeah, I think that he does sort of need money. I, I'm trying to remember that this is the the part of the show that has been the the longest since I've watched it. Um, but there's certainly like uh, Don at least perceives that that's what the ask is. Right. But but more so, it's like Don believes that by letting somebody from his past into his life, it jeopardizes the sort of persona that he has created. Yeah, the sort of non-pants crapper persona he has so carefully yeah, crafted. This just like solidly um yeah, no no risk at all that he's ever going to crap his pants. Yeah, this this guy That's the Don Draper problem. He'll, he'll he'll sleep with your wife oh, twice. Yeah. While he, you're in the room. Oh yeah. But he will not shit his pants. He will crap in your marital bedroom. Yeah, um, all over it, metaphorically <laughs> yes, and physically yes. if that's what he's into. Yeah. Nothing to do with your wife. No, 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 no. Uh, She'll love it. What were we talking? Oh yeah, so anyway, so, so Don's so Don's brother shows back up in his life. Yes. And Don perceives it this is not this is episodes before. He perceives yeah. it as this guy's just here for money. So he gives him five grand, which back then I'm assuming was like six million dollars. Yeah, I think that's the conversion rate. And He's like, get the fuck out of my life. Or he says something like that. He's yeah. like, I never want to see you again. That kind of shit. So in this scene, he's in his office. He's drunk because he's at work mm -hmm. at night. Uh, like, who hasn't been there? Sure. And he calls the hotel where his brother, biological brother, he knew he was last staying. Yeah. So this is mid-conversation when he asks about a guest. Great. Uh, would you read the hotel clerk? Yeah, And I'll course. read Don Draper and stage direction. Great. Right. Can I ask what you want? Just a forwarding address. I'm trying to contact him. He has red hair over six feet. Jesus. I hate to be the one to tell you this. He hung himself. What? A Adam Whitman? Yeah, I'm sorry. Found him with a pile of money. The city took it. Oh. Sorry, bud. Okay. Don Draper is finally speechless. He reaches to hang up. One more thing. Don yanks the phone back up to his face. Yes? Police don't think it was suicide. What? He had his belt around his neck, all right. But it looks like he was doing some weird pervert jerk-off thing. Probably celebrating all that dough and got carried away. Weird perverted jerk-off thing. <laughs> and that's the end. <laughs> that's the end of page 23. So it doesn't... On the surface, yes. it doesn't change too much about the fact that Don had an interaction with his brother yes. that resulted in his brother killing himself. Yes. But in this version, yes. uh, which <laughs> the, the change that I made is Don just hangs up at the okay. The, the one more thing is kind of where the changes mm -hmm. begin. Mm -hmm. In this version, the hotel clerk who's like so forward with information yeah. uh, reveals that the brother was doing kind of a, like a autoerotic asphyxiation thing, which... I'm not sure is uh, accurate to the time period. I don't know how long people have been doing that. I feel like they've been doing... It's like, you know, we didn't hear about it for a while, but yeah. people have probably been, you know, realizing that you can do that. And Yeah, David Carradine is what really put that on my radar. Yes, for sure. But I, but you have to imagine that, that... It's been going on forever. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure, as long as the first person learned about jerking off. Yeah. Like, they were like, well... How do we add spice to this salad? I think like day one, a belt was invented. Day two, people were like, <laughs> how do we use this? Well, how can I use this to jerk off? Yeah. So in this version, in this version, 
Uh, it's still Don's money that is the pro. Like, like yes. he was so celebrating. He just he got carried away, and Don feels very guilty. But he also gets a seed planted in his head. What's this weird perverted jerk off thing? Yeah, and it consumes him. <laughs> so it it goes into all of his future affairs, <laughs> and it's a thing he can't share with his wife. And like canonically, great word. I'm going to use it now. Probably yeah, every podcast on. Perfect. Canonically. It's pretty much the same. So Mad Men is pretty much the same. It's just that Don Draper is dealing with this dangerous and kind of embarrassing like uh, kink that he has from his brother, and it's it's the way he's like still connected to his brother. Yeah, sure. Like it's like they're it's just in their DNA. They love getting choked while they jerk off. Yeah, and almost dying. And I kind of had a scene maybe later on where like, did you watch Dexter? I did not watch Dexter. He didn't miss too much. Okay. But Dexter's uh, dad, who is dead, and like certain people who are dead in Dexter's life would like visit him in ghost form. Mm -hmm. I kind of see Don having like talks with his brother while he's like almost being choked out. Oh, okay. Well, let me just stop does that all, right does there. that happen anyway? So yes. Wow. So so one thing that does start to happen in later seasons. There, there's one episode specifically where it happens a lot. I, I don't remember what the episode was, but but Don um, does have flashbacks where where he sees his brother. Mm. Um, and and specifically, he sees him dead. Basically, like he he sees him uh, like in the in the state either right after or as he's hanging himself. Which in your version, when he would see the sort of um, oh the episode's called the Phantom, I think, uh, where he sees it. When he sees the Phantom of his brother in the sort of like state in which he died, he would see his brother with a belt around his neck jacking off potentially right and and that is what i would describe as maybe a textural change to mad men but but a pretty big one i think yeah huge and um and so yeah so so certainly this thing that you intuited would happen does happen in the real mad men yeah it's just a little bit different well see i don't see don draper i see like don is the one with the belt oh wait i forgot my big my big reveal oh yeah in in the episode Mm -hmm. The twist is, which like pays off the him saying weird perverted jerk off thing. Mm-hmm. So in the episode, Don comes home for Thanksgiving, and he has this like he's not going to go with his wife oh, and children God. to it's Thanksgiving dinner, ending. yeah, yeah, because uh, he's like a total piece of shit, and he like can't even understand what a piece of shit he is. But he's not going to go with him. He's on the train home, and he has this like fantasy, like I'm going to come home to my loving family, and I'm going to go with them to Thanksgiving because I love them and I'm ready to be a good daddy. In, but then he comes home in, in real Mad Men, and they're gone. They already bailed. Yeah, he he but, fucked it up. But you see it twice. You you like you don't realize that it's a fantasy Correct, in this episode. Yeah. He like walks through the door. His family is so excited that he's yeah, coming with them to Thanksgiving. Great. And then it hard cuts to him opening the door again, and nobody's home. Right. And he just sits on the staircase. I don't think he has a drink in his hand. Maybe he does. I forget. He doesn't, but but he, he sits on the staircase, and the song Don't Think Twice, It's All Right starts playing uh, yeah. as just as as though you're not devastated enough. Um, yeah. And yeah. And total, like, total bummer. Yeah. So in my version, mm-hmm. based on this page, as Don sits on the staircase and Bob Dylan starts playing, he slowly takes off his belt. <laughs> so season one ends on this cliffhanger. Like, oh shit, Don Draper's fucking hanging himself with a belt and jacking off. Yeah. You're like, you're on the phone to your cable provider that yeah. minute, and you're like, I demand Mad Men season two. Yes. You're like, I, I, I don't know what this AMC shit is, Yeah, uh, but I, but you got to keep it around. And It's he, autoerotic masturbation channel. Yes. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> hell yeah. 
And AMC has to run with that now. And yeah. so, I don't know. I don't know if you get Breaking Bad. Suddenly, though. Breaking Bad has notes. Like, we yeah. like Walt. Uh, he doesn't hang himself with a belt and jack off. Yeah, we sort of have a, um, a thing we do here at AMC. It's called Prestige TV. Yeah. Maybe you've heard of it. Make catch up. Yeah. And all the, like, recapper, like, the AV club is like, man, wow. In A plus, first of all, grade for this episode. Um, gotta research this belt thing that's happening. Yeah, suddenly it's... And also, I think... Timeline wise, I guess we are. I'm trying to even remember when the fuck uh, David Carradine, rest in peace, when David Carradine got found out, uh, like allegedly yeah. hanging himself and jacking off and dying, or yeah. maybe there's someone else involved. Uh, like maybe he gets saved if this is more in pop culture's prominence, although probably not. You I know, think I, if you're, I hate to say it, I do think that, and I might be wrong, I do think that David Carradine died before Mad Men. Came yeah, out. I think so too. The more I'm, the more I'm kind of chewing on it. Um, but you know, I don't know. But it could have saved other lives. It, I'm like sure. for sure, for sure, there are less famous people that have died this way. Y- yeah, you know what? Though? You think families cover this shit up when it happens? Yes. Yeah. I, well, I think yeah. I, I mean, or there's like it's suicide. Like you know, if they get the option to cover it up, or yeah, of course. Um, I, although I, I would, <laughs> I would argue that if if Mad Men sort of became a show that where where autoerotic asphyxiation was wedded into the DNA of it. I do think more people would probably die of autoerotic asphyxiation because it would be presented and, you know, everything about Mad Men is so fucking cool, you yeah. know, or it's like, you know, I mean, you know, it's like cigarettes and I feel like and driving drunk and for, like, yeah, like, old fashions, yeah. you know, at like 3 p.m. Totally. You ever tried to like truly drink like like scotch in, in like before three? Uh, I, yeah, when I was, you know, when I was in college or whatever. Yeah. Um, the last time I did something like that, I was like, I don't understand how Mad Men isn't a show about people taking naps. Yeah, it's, it's like, every, anyone who's tried it, and I, I fully did this based on Mad Men. I was yeah. like, oh, like, I'll come home from class and have like an afternoon scotch, an afternoon yeah. bourbon. It's like, oh my God, I have a headache in an hour. That's a, that's a young man's game too. Like imagine sure. being in your forties and doing that shit. Um, yeah, I, I had a buddy of mine when we would watch an episode of Mad Men um, where we we would attempt to uh, drink whenever they drank and smoke whenever they smoked, mm-hmm. and we lost our minds after like an hour. We felt yeah. so bad. It's impossible. Um, it's I don't recommend. Doing it's not that. fun. It's not fun. Yeah, it was very fun for the first ten minutes where we were like, look at us, we're in Mad Men. Yeah, and then you just feel like you want to die. You actually want to die. So I did not finish the series. Yeah, but I there are certain things uh, when you spend enough time on the internet or just in pop culture, you you see and absorb things. If mm-hmm. that makes sense, like they're they're beyond escaping. Of course, yeah. And if you don't really care about spoilers, as I gave up on spoilers for Mad Men and yeah. other stuff, I don't watch. Uh, I just know the final shot of Mad Men is Don Draper meditating in on like a yoga class, correct? Yeah. In California, he yeah. makes it out to the beach. Yeah, I and think it's supposed to be Esalen, or, or yeah, I'm not sure exactly. What right, it, but he's in like Ohio. Yeah, okay, but it's like some it's some kind of like meditative. Uh, I said yoga is like a filler word, but it's yeah, like no, yeah. That kind of like um, yeah, peaceful it, shit. It's a very sort of like late '60s kind of like enlightenment, kind of like late era hippie kind of thing. Yeah. And what? Correct me if I'm wrong, but is he not taking like a deep breath out? He, or isn't he like doing some breathing shit? So so yeah, so he he is doing the ohms. Yeah. And then there's a little like light bulb kind of sound, uh, and and he kind of smiles, and then it cuts to the. Uh, 
I I want to buy the world a Coke commercial, um, which is like a very famous uh, like Coca Cola commercial, and and the sort of implication is that Don or this is my I mean there are multiple readings of the episode mm-hmm. or the ending, but the the sort of most popular reading is that Don, who is attempting to sort of like leave this sort of world behind and sort of find inner peace, um, when he achieves enlightenment. Yeah. The thing the the thing that manifests out of that is a perfect commercial, like a perfect ad. And so the implication is that like he is responsible for that ad, which is, you know, just like an extremely famous and good ad, I I suppose. Um and so the sort of like, you know, devil's bargain or whatever is like when you when when Don is his most Don, he is just simply thinking of ways to sell Coca-Cola, you know. Wow! Well, I didn't know that. I only knew that. Oh. I only, that, that that's amazing. I should yeah. really, I should really finish oh, Mad Men. It rules. sounds good. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> no, I feel like I'm gonna start season two, episode one, as soon as you leave. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, what a fun afternoon I'm about to have. <laughs> so, in my version, uh, based on this one page change, right, again, right, right. like generally, the series plays out the same. He mm-hmm. like some affairs. Some girls are like what? I'm not doing that. Or like he might get caught at work, almost choking him. Like right. things happen, but it's like largely the same yeah. bones. Uh, it ends with him having an exhale in like a meditative state because he's finally like overcome his urge to to not be choked yeah. while he jacks off so he can like breathe again. That's huge. Yeah. So it it kind of like ends the same. Yeah. And I guess he thinks of a commercial. I don't know. That's that I sure why not? Um why? I mean, yeah, sure, he could think of it. I mean, he could still think of that Coke commercial. Sure. Um yeah. because now he's finally like unblocked or whatever. Um yeah, he's not consumed with the urge to yeah. have a belt around his neck. For sure. It, also, the, by the way, when I said I took liberties with words, mm-hmm. I don't know if jerking off was a phrase in the 60s. Yeah. I wonder what the like 60s euphemism was of like, you know, giving yourself a pat on the back or something like wholesome, you know. Yeah. You know. When did I didn't really look up the I mean, I guess you didn't look up crap. I didn't no, look up I jerk did off. Not. Again, I, two smart guys. Two, two smart, smart guys. And I and I should have again honored this podcast by doing the research that it would it would require. And it also honestly doing this. A lot of respect for Matthew Weiner and the writing staff of Mad Men who detail every detail in Mad Men is period perfect and is extremely well researched or at least appears to be. And I'm sure they had these conversations all the time about yeah. whether or not you can say crap and jack off and whatever. Yeah, or even like I like I really latched on to looking at a there's like a coat Betty Draper's wearing in this mm-hmm. episode. It's like a blue electric blue coat. And I'm just like, God damn, these fabrics and textiles, like it was a it was oh, a it was God. a different time for clothes. I mean, Mad Men is <laughs> such a Herculean effort from all department. Like if I you know, I don't need to sell people on how good Mad Men is, I think, but it's just like, God, you rewatch it and it's like it's so every detail, every like hairstyle, like, especially as they sort of change with the culture or the culture changes and they're reacting against it. You just like start to see like, I don't know. It's just so good. It's just so good. I mean, I also liked that. Uh, I don't think our pages would get through the writer's room. Mm-mm. I think, I think we'd come in and, and we'd be like, guys, I'm wondering if people say crap or jerk off. Yeah. And they're like, that is literally the least, that's yeah. our, the smallest problem with what you turned into. Yes, that. for sure. Um, um, Oh, there's another thing. This might be a spoiler if you're going to watch Mad Men. That's now. okay. Yeah. If you, if again, I'm, I mentioned this in the first episode, but just you should be comfortable with spoilers for whatever is being discussed here. So yeah, but um, if you want to bail right now, yeah, jump ship. Go nuts. If you want to jump ship, I mean, again, we've already talked about the finale of the show, literally how it ends. So I'm going to go back a couple seasons. Sure. Um, there's a character who's introduced. Um, 
uh, Lane Price, who is played by Jared Harris, who you might know from Chernobyl now. Um, he's the main guy in Chernobyl, and it was great to see him on uh, on TV again, you know? Not that he's gone anywhere. This is beside the point. But he is is one of the people in the British agency who is sort of charged with absorbing Sterling Cooper. And then when they break off, this guy Lane Price like helps them do that. So the, the firm becomes Sterling Cooper Draper Price mm. because Draper Don Draper's made a partner and Lane Price as a virtue of sort of being the like numbers guy also. Anyway, he is in debt and he he ultimately, I believe in season five, maybe in season I think season five, um, he does hang himself in his office. Wow. And I would and and it's because Don Draper discovers uh, that he um, was embezzling money from um, from the firm, and I would I would argue that maybe in your version he does hang himself, but maybe his pants are around his ankles yeah. as a sort of final sort of dagger to to Don, who feels deeply responsible in a lot of ways for dri- driving this guy to suicide. But boy, would that guilt be hammered even home more if uh, you know. Got a dick in his hand, you know. Yeah, I mean, and you, you, you know, you'd think with all these suicides, like the the whole open of the show is Don or someone li- very much like Don, but like jumping out an office building, kind of cascading down. Sure. Like, how did no one do that once? Nobody did. Yeah, um, there were a lot of theories that like the end of Mad Men was going to be Don jumping out of mm. like that that the whole sort of intro title sequence had been like four dimensional chess to foreshadow the ending of it was like nah, it's just kind of lazy school. they yeah. farmed it out to like a fucking you know g- graphics company and yeah. they turned that in with that like rjd2 song or whatever i think oh, it's yeah. an rjd2 i think it song. is an rjd2 song yeah. um and uh and then they were like great we don't know what the show is yet and then um <laughs> yeah the, all the like what's gonna happen at the end of Mad Men theories that were floating around were were very fun um, and instead, he just goes on a little yoga retreat and creates a great Coke commercial. Yeah. Uh, last thoughts here. Of do, course. Do you think your uh, your page change, mm-hmm. which uh, the, Don the the pants crapper yeah. diaper, mm-hmm. uh, would the show still be called Mad Men? Oh, that's interesting. Um, well, first of all, to be clear, uh, if if my page change went through, the show would probably just be canceled immediately. Right. Um, and so there, there's a lot of like sort of thought experiments to do about what the domino effect would be for the rest of the show. But let's be honest, that show is insane. Um, but would it be called Mad Men? Um, I think it still works, maybe. Yeah. Um, it certainly wouldn't have to be. Um, well, he's kind of been driven mad by this pants crapping thing. And for, sh- for sure. You know, um, the still show kind of works. Yes. The show could be called One Madman and Advertisers. Right. And so it really sort of highlights <laughs> the fact. Title. Yeah. <laughs> so it really highlights the fact that, that the show is now about two different things. One is is Don Draper going insane and trying to fight his way back. Uh, and then and then the other show is about advertisers. You said it would be canceled after the episode two. It's like the season one finale kind of works as a series finale. Yes. If it if it didn't come back for a second season. Everything's tied up. Yes. Peggy had her baby, but she's not having it. And like Pete, like it all kind of, there's obviously unanswered questions, but it's, it could end there. Totally. It's such an insanely good, uh, like finale episode for either a season or a series of television, because it's like, I mean, it's certainly, I'm so thankful that they got to make the entire show, you know? And not our way. Both of these would be bad. Oh, to be clear, both of these would make the show worse. Yeah. Um, Yeah. These aren't improvements by any means. No, 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 no. I mean... 
I don't know. The, 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 him, the him taking off a belt dramatically with Bob Dylan is like, I would, my jaw would be on the floor. I mean, because the end of this episode, which you guys should all watch, is is a, a series of oh shit moments. Like, Peggy also has just has just had birth and given away a child. Yeah. There's this like moment where she's in the hospital. She doesn't know she's pregnant. Yeah. Um, she's just been putting on weight while she works on a weight loss campaign. Yes. Which is kind of like a funny juxtaposition. Mm-hmm. I did not... I did not predict she'd be pregnant when I watched it the first time. I did not get that. Yeah, all. and 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 then she so she has the baby. Uh, the 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 nurse comes in holding it, yeah. and is like, "Don't you want to hold your baby?" And Peggy just turns away, and you're like, "Oh shit!" And then Don comes home, and there's this whole fake out thing, and you're like, "Oh shit!" And then this Bob Dylan song starts playing, and you're like, "Damn, they God, got this Bob damn. Dylan song." And then he takes his belt off slowly. You're just running around your apartment, yeah. screaming. You're like, give them all the Emmys. Yeah. I, I wonder if if that happens, if John Hamm gets uh, an Emmy for season one of Mad Men. Did he? He didn't. He got an Emmy uh, finally for the, for the last season. one of those. Season. Yeah. One of the, I don't like that. But he kept getting- Well, you're an, you're an Emmy winner. You could talk about that. What's it like to only be recognized at the end of your career? Um, yes, I am 87 years old. And so <laughs> I had to wait a long time to get my Emmy. Um, you know, it sucks. Yeah. You're you're walking around, you know, your whole life and you just feel like- No, but but with with uh, with John Hamm, I think he kept getting beat by- um, I think Breaking Bad, I think that Cranston beat him a bunch of times in a mm. row, and then there was somebody else maybe. But it was just this like running joke that like John Hamm did not have an Emmy for portraying Don Draper, which is ridiculous. Well, at least he was known as like the handsome, good at sex guy, which in its in its own way is, is better than an Emmy. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I feel like, you know, John Hamm, <laughs> I think everything worked out fine for John Hamm. Uh, I, uh, just to circle back, I sure. think Mad Men still works as the... Uh, the title of the show. Yeah. And my example. I don't oh, really yeah, see yeah. it changing too much. Um, other than that, it's it's just his his sexual appetite, which is already like voracious. Voracious. Yeah. Is now just like dark uh, beyond yeah. just cheating, which is in its, its own kind of darkness. And and to be clear, like there in later seasons, there there are instances of of sort of like dark uh, Don Draper sex. Oh, doesn't stuff. he get into like S and M or something? Or it's like not S and M, but he does. He is having like an affair with a woman who he basically like keeps in a hotel room mm. and and is is sort of like commanding her a little bit. Where where you know he like leaves and just like just like stay like wait for me basically and and wants her to sort of he, he's sort of like exploring these like fucked up sort of like power dynamics. Mm. I think it's right after he and um, Betty get a divorce. Um, and and there's also this scene where he does like um like finger a woman in a restaurant mm. i believe um and uh which is an, an insane scene um but this is darker than all of that i think totally uh also it's just worth uh, one one last one just last final final thought sure so you, sam you're my second guest thank you so much for doing oh this oh my god my pleasure uh really weirdly i've asked each guest to independently pick up uh, something of their own and we can like Chase Bernstein, who was the first guest, yeah. picked the town, which uh-huh. stars Ben Affleck, but it also stars John Hamm. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah. So John Hamm is is deep in uh in the first couple episodes here. Man, you got to get somebody to talk about Tag next. I did look up Tag because in the IMDb of I like that we're now talking about the first episode <laughs> thing. Jeremy Renner is also in Tag with like Jeremy Renner and John Hamm have like yes. a little cinematic universe brewing. Yes. 
Um, Which I would love to see them team up again. Uh, this is, you can cut this, but just no, just, a, just a fun fact is that uh, in the movie Tag, yep. uh, Jeremy Renner, I think while they were filming or before they were filming, um, uh, like injured his arms. So, or his arm or his arms. And so for a lot of the movie Tag, Jeremy Renner's arms are CG'd. Oh yeah, I heard about that. It And, and you can tell. Like yeah. even in the trailer, you can tell that, awesome. that his arms are doing things that arms don't like normally do. I fucking love that. Yeah. Well, Sam, if you ever want to come back, uh, I encourage you to pick tag, but you can pick whatever you want. Oh, man. And um, I, I look forward to it. Uh, yeah, it would, be, it would be an honor to come back. Sam, do you have anything you'd like to plug before you get on out of here? Uh, uh, no. You know what? Me neither. Great. All right. Great to see you, Sam. Great Take to care. see you, too.